Welcome along, everybody, to For Ref's Sake, episode number 26 of current series, series number two, if you're counting. I'm joined once again by the lovely merch-covered man himself, <laughs> Luke Scott. Hello, Luke. Hello, mate. Yeah. You okay, Luke? You okay? I'm good. Oh, good, good, good. I like your T-shirt. Yeah, so if you haven't seen already... Um, you'll see that we're doing a competition giveaway. Go on all of our social media channels to find out how you can win some merchandise, some for ref's sake emblazoned merchandise at that. You have to do things like share stuff and tag people and like the page and all that kind of jazz. Um, so yeah, welcome along everybody to this week's episode. We are joined by Oakley Major Howard and Mum Polly in part two of the show we've got a few things to talk about as well topical debates over the course of the week from last week uh, you'll be pleased to know as well that it was slightly less painful to get the uh, special guests onto teams this week unlike last week where we had to record it through whatsapp i think it was and and we still got to see his face on the screen but yeah mick matthews also said that he, he listened back to um last week's show and he apologized for talking too much luke Surely not. <laughs> I don't know if that came across or not in that last week's episode. But we're going to start off like, by um, by talking about your new found fandom. Right. Is that what we're doing? Is it? That's where we're going with this. So, okay. um, would you, you like to, Go on. Would you like to... No. Uh, would, you like, <laughs> would you like to say a special hello to your big fan in, in, in the Suffolk area? Yeah, I'll say hello to Chris, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Um, so, last week we were talking about you having a Saturday off and you were going to come to the big game, but you didn't in the yep. end because you got a, a different big game, um, a lovely trip to the to, to the Norfolk um, area on a Saturday, yep. Saturday morning. Yeah, so, yeah, we got the MOAS update at about 3 o'clock Friday, um, going, going over to Norwich under-18s. And who were they playing? Southampton. So, I mean, I'm moaning, but that's a hell of a journey, isn't it? <laughs> that is. That is a long journey, isn't it? Did the Southampton team come up on the day, do you know, or are you not sure? Well, I, I did I did ask one of the coaches that, uh, and, and he said, well, no, obviously we came up last night. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, sorry. Silly me. <laughs> well, must have cost him a few quid. I wonder if they were yeah. staying in the travel lodge or a nice hotel. Uh, I didn't go into that much detail with him, to be fair. Yeah, and why would you? But anyway... <laughs> um, so then, t- come on, tell us the next part of the story. Come on. Well, yeah. So I bought. You know, you know how these under eighteen, under 16s fixtures work. They, they kind of they stick you all in the same change room. So there's uh, six referees for the, across the two games, obviously. And just got chatting to one of my assistants, and uh, he was like, "Yeah." When the appointment came through, I thought, "Oh, that, that must be Luke from the podcast." And I was like, "Yeah, it's me." Yeah, <laughs> hello. Uh, and then we had a good chat about the podcast, and um, yeah. Regular listener, very much enjoys it, and told us to keep up the good work. So that's what we're doing, Chris. This one's for you. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's not, is it, though, is it? It's for everybody. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's for referees uh, and, and everybody. And anybody doesn't have to be a referee to listen to it. Do you? You, you, you don't have to. Um, but, yeah, social media is a big thing for us at the moment, so we're trying to, you know, get our social media stuff out there. And sometimes, thanks to um, Graham Penny on this one, Sometimes gold just lands in your lap. Right. 
And this goal last week, I said as soon as that came through, I said to um, and actually it was courtesy of John Colvin, who I'm a hundred percent certain does not listen to this podcast. But John Colvin is a regular photographer, videographer um, around the town. Um, I saw him briefly yesterday on Saturday as well, uh, and he um, got a video of um, a referee scoring a goal, Luke. Yes, yeah, that was quite an unbelievable clip, wasn't it? I mean, that can't happen very often. It can't. And also what doesn't happen very often is that you got the question wrong. I've called you out here, haven't I? Um, Luke loves law. Luke loves law. Yeah. Um, But Luke, let's just set the scenario up a little bit. So the ball came in from the corner, ping pong around the um, box a little bit. Ball hits the referee, goes in the goal. Correct restart should be. Well, you tell me, mate. I got it wrong. Well, you and a few people got it wrong on, on the socials as well. It should have been a, a drop ball to the goalkeeper. Um, I think law changed a little while ago, didn't it? On that one, I think. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, I just I I knew about the 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 change of possession or starting a, a a promising attack or whatever the wording in law is. I just, I wasn't aware that law specifically said that the referee can't score a goal. Do you know what makes perfect sense? <laughs> and, um, and the beauty of that was uh, we put it on our, on our TikTok page and it has 38,000 views at last, at last point. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a unique situation. 38,000 people or accounts at least have taken their time to watch that, you know, and fair play to David. I think it was Andy Warhol who said, this is getting quite intellectual. Everybody's going to get their, you know, their moment of fame or whatever. And there he is, look, all over TikTok. Probably hasn't got a clue on TikTok, bless him. But, you know, Dave, this one's for you. But, and, but and also, he got, it, he, he got it right. <laughs> He did. That's that's the best bit. I mean, he did. You know, initially got it wrong. He's clearly pointing to the centre circle to give a goal, but then he he's fought it through and he's gone. No, this doesn't feel right. And fair play to him. It the clip cuts off, but I did check with John Colvin yesterday, and he did restart with a drop ball. There we go, man. So a big tick to Dave. Well done, Dave. Well done, Dave. Um, so you've had a you've had a um an eventful week, haven't you? Because we did say when we when we did our Let's pretend this. Let's pretend this bit here. When we did our pre-recording meeting, yes, to yeah, that happened. Topics and stuff. Yeah, we were talking about your game on Tuesday. Um, yeah, a local derby, no less. A big, the big one between Leighton Town and so, and, and Barton Rovers. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if Leighton. What's the Leighton Town's um like nickname type thing? Have you got a nickname? I don't know. Uh, probably. I don't know what it is. Uh, anyway, um, Bell Close, I believe, opposite the Morrisons, been there a few times. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. On the back of the cricket ground, you have to be careful in in the summer. You know, the, the May, April time games, um, because sometimes the cricket balls do come over that fence. But anyway, oh no, um, you don't want that. Quite dangerous. But anyway, you an eventful evening. Do you want to? Well, it, give us a I brief think... synopsis. I think there was a lot of referees in uh, and clubs and players in in the same boat on Tuesday. Literally a boat because everywhere was flooded. But the, I mean the the weather just caught everyone out. I think and um, yeah, Leighton Leighton had had rain from about four o'clock, um, and they said that the pitch looked wonderful up until that point. And then obviously four o'clock, it started to hammer it down. I got there a little bit later than I intended on um, because. 
as as always, the longest part of any journey is getting out of Northampton. Um, <laughs> that took a ridiculous amount of time on Tuesday. So uh, I got a little bit there, a little bit late. I think I, I was there around half half six, just after half six, um, and went in the boardroom, had a, had a quick chat, and it was clear that both teams wanted to play, but that, that there might be a few issues. So anyway, had a cup of coffee, went out, had a look at the pitch, and it was it was it was wet. But it was quite firm underneath. Um, so the, did the classic roll the ball test, all the bounce in the ball test, and it was all it was all okay because it was so firm underneath. And uh, again, spoke to spoke to both secretaries and both managers. Everyone everyone seemed happy to play. So we thought we'd give it a go, um, and that is what we did. And it lasted 37 minutes, uh, and then it just it wasn't possible to carry on anymore so yeah we had to abandon unfortunately um the puddles got too much the ball wasn't rolling through them and players started to do some of them silly tackles they like to do in that weather so it just i just thought it was safer to call it a day at 37 minutes having given it a good old go and there's a lot as you've said already there was quite a few games that got to half time and and had to be abandoned as well and it's all one of those those situations are always difficult aren't they because you know some people are going to be you're going to annoy you know, some people are going to be annoyed yeah. so that, and that's when the keyboard warriors come out on on yeah, social media yeah. and say oh blah 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 this blah 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 that so as long as you're comfortable with that decision and, and, and at the end of the day it's your safety as well as a player's safety that you've got to take into consideration um and that's you know if you're out there refereeing anytime soon and we do see any uh, any weather like that again it's important that you consider those things and you know it's it's, it's easy to to sit here and or sit behind you your phone or whatever so that shouldn't have that wouldn't have shouldn't have happened or that should have happened or whatever but you know into the day it happens and, and, and we move on yeah and i think it's difficult in those situations for for the clubs as well you know when, when you've got when you've not because it was so late when the rain started they haven't got the opportunity to arrange a pitch inspection or or anything um so then you're at a situation where you've got two sets of players a set of match officials everybody's turned up at the ground to do the game it's 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 difficult for the clubs then because it, you start letting spectators in etc cetera, etc cetera. and then that decision to call it off just becomes an even bigger decision because of the amount of admin associated with it and um in, like i say in fairness to both sets of players they wanted to start that game of football um so unless i had really serious concerns about safety which i didn't um i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna get in their way I'd, i said i'd give it a go and we'd We'd see how we got on, and we did have to call it, unfortunately, but um, played in good spirits for those 37 minutes. Okay. Uh, I suppose the big talking point in the week has been the the trial or the the plan, perhaps, of these blue cards coming in. Now, blue cards have been around before. Um, They used to be used in small-sided football, so, you know, your six-a-side, five-a-side stuff, and it was, you know, for dissent and, you know, to get your blue card out. Um, not the the red card with the white background as Richard Eason was, uh, you know, poking me with not not literally or physically, but you know, <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> um, and old Ange Post the Coglu, whatever is, is that his name? Post the something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure he pronounced it quite right, uh, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah I, I just call, like to call him Big Ange. He was yeah, all, that's easier. He was already moaning about it, saying it would slow the game down, and uh, you know, other sports are. Trying to increase the speed of games, and we seem we seem to slow the game down. And his reason for that, his rationale was that um, he felt that if a team did go down to or lost a player for ten minutes, 
um, then they'd start time wasting and slowing the game down on purpose. And and I know that um, Daryl from his Hunsby, who's the admin on the Northampton referees um, Facebook page, he said, well, how about your players take responsibility for their actions rather than anything else? But what, what uh, I think they were talking about cynical fouls as well, weren't they, bringing in blue cards for that as well. What, what yeah. you, what's your opinion on that? I mean, I'd, uh, I was talking to a few people about this yesterday at, at your game and... Um... I, I don't really know quite why it's got the huge amount of coverage that it has. It's almost like people forget about grassroots football and football only exists in the Premier League. But, we, you know, we already have Simbins in, in grassroots football um, up up and, you know, actually into the semi-professional game. Up until step five, we, we have Simbins. So this this whole media piece around introducing Simbins it's it seems very short-sighted on in the fact that it's been in place for a number of years um at step five and below and actually a blue card would probably be really helpful um because most of the time people don't know when someone's being simbing and when they're not because it's still a yellow card which is just confusing so um yeah i'm a little bit baffled by some of the some of the reporting of it uh, i think ultimately we're we're years away years away from any sim bins or blue cards being anywhere near the Premier League um, or any top flight competition in any country. Um, and yeah, I, I, th- I think we, we kind of get these reports at this this time of year because we're we're moving. I think the IFAB, the people that make the laws of the game, I think it's their AGM on the 1st of March. And that's kind of when they, they start talking about what, what law changes they're going to approve and not approve and things like that. So people start leaking the agenda and people start seeing things and then the media get a hold of it and then everything gets blown out of proportion. But ultimately, I think that's where this has come from. They get, they are going to talk about it and, and whether it gets approved or not is, you know, obviously going to be decided at that meeting. But even if they approve it, it will be a trial and it will be a trial in, I don't know, some sort of low-ish le- level country that um, just to see how it goes. And then they'll obviously increase the profile of that trial if it's a success. If not, they'll just bin it off and we'll carry on playing football the way we know. I mean, like Gibraltar or something like that? Probably. I mean, I have heard of that though. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was interesting to watch the rugby yesterday. There was one incident where we were talking about it but I don't you know I don't often know what's going on in rugby most of the time um but there was one incident where the England squad try and um George Ford was about to take the conversion and then uh all the other the big the big the big boys from Wales come running and kick the ball away or pick the ball up or whatever and apparently you know it, it was like if you once you when you when you're taking a kick once you start making that movement um, some bloke was telling me about this today, a rugby man. Uh, he said that they can run out and do that. I said, okay, that's fine. But it was in, more interesting was the Scotland um, game against France, I think it was. And uh, in the last minute of the game, Scotland, Scotland thought they'd scored a try which would have given them the game the win. Right. Um, it went to the video, the TMO. It went to the TMO and uh, it didn't, it wasn't proven to be a try in the end. Although some people felt that there was a bit of evidence to say it was, but there wasn't anything massive. There's not, you know, there's nothing massive about it in the media today. There's not, there wasn't any massive reaction on the no, right. on the game yesterday, and it was interesting to see the kind of different reaction of of players in that sport. And let's be honest, they're brutes and they're beasts, and they're, and yeah. you know, the the big old boys, as we said. Um, but yeah, that was quite interesting to, to see. 
Uh, and we were talking, weren't we? So um, we've got 16 minutes into the podcast, Luke, and we haven't talked about the the major <laughs> the major incident of the weekend. Um, the, the big Junior Cup game. We haven't talked oh, about I it. thought we were good. I, I, I thought the major incident was your hamstring. Well, yeah, that's what being I was, that's being what I was being left in the centre circle at, at Moulton Football Club. <laughs> Mate, it's not even funny. It really hurt. <laughs> it really hurt. Um, <laughs> now, first thing I will say to to Moulton and to, to House, their their conduct was really good yesterday throughout the game. I didn't obviously tell anybody my hamstring had pinged at any point, um, but you, I was joking. So basically, what happened was. Um, first half's gone lovely, very few fouls in the whole game actually, uh, second half I'm just stood there about 10 minutes in and just a little movement went, ooh, ooh it felt like cramp, I said, oh no oh, I've had this no. before um, I did this um, when I was a level 3 at Barton and I had Sam Anderson and Tom Cook on the line, Cookie was like a new um, level 4 at that point so I thought I was going to soldier on and try my best to get through it, which I did yesterday, and up, and I, Chris Rowland was watching the game um, there's a few referees there because obviously a lot of the games are off and I said to Chris I said Chris my swing has gone and he was like laughing I said no no I'm actually serious I know um, I can hardly move at this point uh, so he's just looking at me anyway I could keep going it wasn't getting any worse and then about 80 minutes in, it started hurting again and there was a breaking play and I went over to Ryan Eldred who was one of the assistants uh, who does listen to the podcast as well and Gavin Gardner because they're both avid listeners and I yeah. said to Ryan, "Do you fancy coming on for the last ten? And he went, "No thanks." <laughs> yeah, but in 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 fairness, it was yeah. still one all at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was there was a last minute winner. Um, managed to get through it. There was one lad, James Alcock, his name is. I've known him for years. Uh, and in the morning of the game, he he put some on Facebook because there's any local games on. You know, a lot of games being called off. And I went, oh yeah, the Junior Cup semi-finals at um, at Moulton. And about seventy, I don't know if you were there or not. I think it might have been just before you got there, perhaps. He shouts, Oh, Chalmers, all those ultramarathons ain't doing your fitness any good. Get out of that centre circle. <laughs> now, I, I was I was there for that bit. I'd, I'd been there about five minutes, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, because I was stood really close to him when he said that. Yeah, and, t- and then he took he took a lot of pictures of me in the centre circle and tagged me in them on Facebook. But one of the pictures that you can see is the back of Chris Rollins' massive head um, on one of them. Um, so, yeah, and also, another thing that... Um, convinced me to continue was there's no way I could have come off and lifted it down you know Rich Deason would have been all over it uh, yeah everybody else but yeah got, so yeah so got through the game um, and we had a good chat to people didn't we after the game and we were talking about how refreshing it is when you can go to clubs and, and chat about things um, we're not always going to agree as you as you were saying um, but it's good to um have that opportunity to chat and this is the perfect opportunity to say hi hannah it was hannah wasn't it yeah hi it was hannah, hannah yeah. from the telegraph pub um hope that you are well and you're listening to this now and thank you for the conversation yesterday but yeah going back to what we were saying so um we were saying that it's good to have those chats with people and have an honest discussion because like we've said for weeks and weeks now you're never going to agree with everything and there's always going to be disagreements about specific things but if you can thrash them out and come to a, some kind of agreement to disagree that's all right yeah and I, th- I think that's the important context uh that you perhaps didn't 
share when you were saying hello to Hannah. It was it was a conversation with with Hannah and her dad, who's a committee member at, at Moulton, and um, and yeah, there were there wasn't you know there, it wasn't a game with controversial decisions in, but we we had a good chat about some of the some of the incidents that they've uh, they've had in their games this season, and perhaps where they felt referees haven't dealt with things in the best way, be it the decision itself or be it the aftermath of the decision, conduct, post-match, things like that. Um, and yeah, we talked about the importance of being able to have a chat about difficult situations over a, over a drink in the bar and, and nobody falls out about it. We just have an adult conversation and uh, agree to disagree and, and move on and nobody falls out of anyone. Yep, agreed. Um, uh, however, um, some people who I would like to fall out with um at this point are the people who i've put like i said earlier um or i said in part two even though we've, we've recorded part two so that's probably you're you probably just thinking, giving the game away yeah oh, the, 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 mag- the magic of podcasting eh? um so now slightly in the lead so i put a poll on instagram saying um paul's hamstring what's the reason old unfit or too handsome mrs chalmers is in the room and i'm sure i know which one she would be voting for um it's probably one of the first two to be fair um so mullet sophie mullet dave avon you and we're others, not gonna fall out adam o'connor yeah ryan eldred yeah thanks ryan for your help um <laughs> good <laughs> josh smith they've all voted <laughs> too old right then some of them unfit. I don't even know half these people are. Just like Richard Eason, I reckon he's on two accounts. He's put in fit twice. One from his personal account. One from his um. Yeah, he's really strongly about yeah, your so, fitness levels. Yeah, um, and then my favourite people, the, the two handsome brigade, um, <laughs> Jamie. I love you, Alfie Robinson. No idea who you are, but um, I appreciate the vote. <laughs> Callum White. Yeah, Seth. Even though we just just this. Gibraltar, Andy Wilson, of course, enjoyed that party last week, Andy, if you're listening, Aaron Lloyd, um, just absolutely assassinated you on part two about your football ability, but you know, we'll go with it, Chris Rowland, of course, um, one I've just said has got a massive head, I'm not doing myself much justice yeah. here, uh, Andy Humphreys, um, Connor Sumter, again, hello Connor, <laughs> and um, Kieran Hawthorne, and of course, Sam Lee. The man with the shortest name in Northants refereeing. And you can't say what you normally say. No, I can't, no. Not anymore. No. So, yeah, we're no. talking about that. Um, and finally, then, for part one, uh, again, oh, actually, two things, because um, I overheard a conversation um, today. It was quite quite a funny one. Um, this bloke's come in, and he's been playing Sunday football over on Abington Park. And he's, he's come in, and he's gone... Um, oh, this ref wasn't talking to me, he was talking to his mate. This referee we had today, he was dreadful. We've had him before, he's absolutely rubbish. Um, blah blah blah. Um, and he's got we should have should have had a penalty, we should have had this, we should have had that. And his mate's going, Yeah, referees are all rubbish in this town, and all this kind of business. And I'm just sat there listening to this, <laughs> having a jolly old laugh about it, and um, uh. <laughs> so I had a look at where the, what division the game is in. I think it was in Division Four of the Sunday League. And okay. I was thinking, well, those in class houses, 
Should yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we're not doing very well this season. We need a bottom of the league. I'm not surprised we would have to take that, mate, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was quite funny. But um, but another conversation that came up through um, people who are on the Nen League um, referee uh, WhatsApp group, it does exist, um, they were talking about a, a retaken penalty. Um, okay. Now, correct in law, because the, it was encroachment by the attacking team. Um, yeah. Penalty was scored, so retake was the correct uh, restart, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're all good so far, mate. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just said, do we, as referees sometimes, see a little too much? Um, could that situation... Is that the right thing to do, Luke, do you think? So we, every referee and somebody else um, who spoke to me today, not a referee, said... Uh, and funnily enough, he used to be the goalkeeping coach. I can't remember his name now. Um, the goalkeeping coach for the Cobblers youth team, uh, and he said, "Oh, what's this? Uh, is this rule for or this law for um, goalkeepers holding onto the ball?" He said, "Is that gone now?" I said, well, "What do you mean?" He says, "Well, I was I seen it on TV the other day. And the goalkeeper had the ball in his hands for twenty odd seconds." Um, now, every referee, whoever's listening to this, um, Chris, if you're listening. And is that your mate from? Is that your mate from? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, and all the others who you know we've mentioned, uh, our, our fans. Um, uh, we're all guilty of that, aren't we? We're all guilty of ignoring laws that we perhaps shouldn't. But is it better for game management to not see some things when you're refereeing? Yeah, I, I think it's funny though, isn't it? Because like fans potentially players potentially managers moan about things like that so that goalkeeper holding the ball on uh, longer than six seconds but I think if universally if we as referees were to go well do you know what we'll, we'll enforce it as per law there'd be absolute uproar wouldn't there I think that there would that there'd be anarchy everyone would be fuming they'd be going oh the refs have gone power crazy oh you know we've we've had x amount of indirect free kicks this weekend and however many percentages led to goals, it's ruining the game, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, which way do you want it to go? You know, I think, yeah, the, the, the six-second thing IFAB need to look at and whether it's still worth being in, in Law 12 or not because nobody, I, I, you just don't see it. And what's the point? So, but... Having said that, IFAB one of the one of the things they are keen to do is try and speed up the game and improve the amount of playing time or ball in play time as as they call it. So, I think it will be one of the things that's on their agenda. I haven't seen their agenda for for their AGM, but I I think it probably will be on there because it's topical for what they want to try and achieve with these law law changes in terms of game time and general spectator experience. Um, in terms of the amount of football that they get to watch. So, um, yeah, I mean, watch this space, I guess. But, yeah, we of course we have to. And, and I mean, on that on that penalty one, I guess when we're, when we're making decisions like that, it's got to be about what, what impact has that, has that player had? Mm. Um, obviously, I've not seen the clip. I, I don't know. But if he's just taken a couple of steps in and, you know, has he really impacted on the keeper's ability to save it? And like you said, is, is anyone asking for it? Then actually the impact level is probably quite low. Do we need to be making those types of decisions? Probably not from a game management perspective, but if we were to enforce the laws black and white into every aspect of those 90 minutes, then yeah, I suppose we should give it, but that's not how people referee. And I, and I think if that 
is how people want us to referee, it won't last very long. No, I get that. There was, I remember, and you probably know law better than me on this, to be fair, even though you got that question wrong earlier, but we'll, we'll forget that. Um, so if there is a shot, I, I got picked up on this when I was um, at level three once, and, and the goalkeeper saves it. Um, yeah. And then they pick it up. But if it's a shot where, or if, if the ball rolls through to them and it's not kind of a shot and they parry it down with their hands, uh, does that count as a save or not? Well, again, so that's that's like a that's a sub that's a subjective decision, isn't it? Mm. You know what what you deem to be a save when you deem the keeper to be in control of the ball and mm. when he releases it from his possession, that 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 can be subjective. Now, most of the time, it's it's easy to tell it's it is a genuine save, but um, keepers will if they're if they're winning or whatever, and and they've got an interest in trying to just slow down the game a little bit but well within the parameters of the law yeah they will manufacture a save yeah now who are we to say whether they could have caught that ball or whether they couldn't have caught that ball yeah. um uh, you know we, we can't can we yeah. so if if his or their preferred yeah. method of saving it is to parry it so that they can then waste a few more seconds before picking the ball up that's that's good game management from that goalkeeper and i don't think that's necessarily a breach of the laws of the game no, and you see that thing now, don't you? And I think there's been some exaggerated um, videos of it on on social media and stuff, where the, the goalkeeper picks the ball up and then falls on the floor. Yeah, and, uh, you know what I'm talking about. And then yeah, when, yeah. when does the six six seconds start? Does it start when he when they're in control of the ball? Should he be up and giving the ball back out within six seconds? Of course he should, but do they course it on? And are we going to go well? You know, you're winning by one goal. There's it'd be pretty. Um, Brave, I would, I would yeah. say, for you Can to you go, imagine? Well, actually, um, and especially if they scored a goal. But anyway, um, anything else? Quiet week on the old incident front, really. There wasn't much, not much. Referee has been quite quiet on the whole thing, past couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I, th- I think there's, I think there's a few, there's a few decisions in the Premier League that would, that would probably be questioned. A few penalty decisions in the. Um, in the Luton game, a couple of handballs either way, um, yeah. which uh, is pretty standard now, isn't it? They're, they're, we're, we're debating handball because nobody really knows what it is. I, personally, I think both of those handballs are ridiculously harsh. The first one, slightly less harsh than the second one. The second one, he's not even looking in the direction of the ball. It's come from behind him and, and hit him on the hand. I, just quite how that constitutes a handball defence, I don't know. Um yeah. There was a little kick out. Yeah. Was there a little kick out at Edison? Don't know. I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, I've seen a clip on social media. Um, surprised that that has gone a little bit under the radar because it looked like a, a secondary movement, as as they say. So um, potentially one there. And yeah, I, I think there was a few others. But largely, the, the match today coverage just focused on those handball decisions and um, and not a lot else. Yeah, and I don't watch much today. I'm not that Middlesbrough run anyway, but normally when Middlesbrough get beat, I can't be bothered watching any football. I, I have a little bit of sulking, and that's it. But there seems to be a, a weekly um, clip from yourself on Cobblers players being Polacks by people and uh, and getting themselves sent off. Or, although the Portsmouth um, player got it got it rescinded, I think, didn't he? Um, yes, he did. Yeah, and and then there was another one right in front of the dugouts yesterday at the at the Bolton Cobblers game, um, and that was quite overwhelming actually. 
is an overwhelming response to well, our that, poll. I mean, that that was a that that's a Stonewall red card, but there's Bolton fans on Twitter tweeting out, "Can't believe our lad got sent off for this." And I'm thinking, well, on what planet do you live? Because you can't jump into a tackle like that. Clearly, uh, Luke, they're not. Um, voting on our Instagram poll. No, well, decision. good. Um, so you put a little thing out there earlier. I don't know who El Scorchio is. Who's El Scorchio? I don't know. Um, so they've put uh, tight hamstrings. Um, yeah, good. I, I enjoyed that. That's why that. I reposted that one. I thought that was a good good response. Who is El Scorchio? Have a look. Uh, oh, I can block him. I can restrict this person, or I can remove. I don't. Him I don't point. think you will want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they said tight hamstring. So I'm assuming uh, uh, Connor Sumter, my friend Connor. Uh, hi, Connor again. Uh, he said blue cards has to be a main topic of conversation. So we tick that box off. Yeah. And somebody called Snaky Charmers put how the cohorts control the game on one leg for 35 minutes. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we need to talk about that. <laughs> um. Good, so in part two then, we've got uh, Oakley Major Howard from Good Football in Stock. He's going to talk yep. to us about being a youth referee, future plans, um, whether he wants to go into adult football, how mum supports and, you know, helps out with and, and commits lots of time to, to supporting her young child. And also um, being able to get, you know, go for promotion from Y1 to Y2, which I know we do have a, a few youthful uh, listeners, and it's interesting to see if next season we do get a few more people um, taken up next. I think it's actually quite worthwhile after the initial questioning um, from me, I'll admit it, uh, of whether what whether that was necessary, but um, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we came up with some good points, so stay tuned for part two.